such a pleasure to have you. It is indeed. Thank you very much. I'm highly, highly honored to be here. Oh, fantastic. We're excited to have you. And as mentioned, I, again, love and admire the work and the portfolio that you do. And as you walked into studio, I was telling yourself uh, uh, that uh, the last time I saw you was actually at the official launch of uh, SAP Zenzele Gabili. Gabili, yes, right? it was. We were blowing the horn yes. and excited to launch another empowerment scheme. Exactly. That forms one particular aspect of your portfolio of work at SAP. But I can imagine you probably go home it's the festive season now and a lot of people might typically ask hold on for someone who studied a bit of economics environmental affairs how is it that you look after corporate affairs for such a huge institution in the country and what does it typically entail sure how did i get here <laughs> that's a big question uh firstly i do come from a science and economics background yes. um and my career started off in consulting um so i worked for one of the larger global consulting firms solving problems for yes. big companies um and then i was wooed by breweries uh whilst i was working on a consulting project they kept talking and talking to me and then i jumped ship um and in that jumping off ship, I entered a world of trying different things in the career. Mm. One day I was in procurement, uh, dealing oh, wow. with suppliers, enterprise and supply development, negotiating contracts, giving business. Being in procurement in South Africa is a lot. If people get your number, uh, it, it, it's, yes. it's a bit of an experience. And then I, I would say I came 360. In terms of what it studied, I was in. I was asked to help our corporate affairs function elevate itself, deal with some internal opportunities, and I said I'll raise my hand to that opportunity. I had a lot of people supporting, and then I opened up to this world where we deal with government relations, reputation, uh, stakeholder management. It's really wide. I think we take that for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a great, great opportunity to understand how corporates exist within communities mm. and how business is a part of a much broader ecosystem. So I have one one leg inside the business and the other one outside. So I have to make sure that I balance our business needs mm. and how we interact with our communities. And it's an interesting role to have I in a company imagine. like ours <laughs> and an industry as ours, but it's 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 good. It definitely is good because I think that you you get the full three sixty view really. Never uh, a dull day. Right, never a dull day in the office, and I'm intrigued because there's so many factors that actually speak to you know striking that balance of uh, again external stakeholder engagement, understanding internal operations, uh, and how the mandate, the existence of the business really does have a significant influence within the environment that it serves. And 2020, I think, comes top of mind. When I think of the conversations we had during the pandemic, there was a lot of concern, of course, around, um, you know, how businesses like yours continue to thrive and support individuals. And, of course, counteract illicit trade, which we know is Mm -hmm. counterproductive, not only to the health of consumers of um, um, the products of breweries, but also the tax base in terms of a lack of profits. What lessons did you learn from that experience in terms of the ongoing engagements and, um, you know, participation uh, of various stakeholders? 2020 was a black swan event on a global scale. Yep. We never thought, Mm -hmm. but it happened. Yep. (laughs) Um, And we learned a lot. And if I were to reflect, I think one of the things I took away was, you know, in hard times, you can choose how you show up. 
and one of the things I was proud of was my portfolio, portfolio is to be part of the solution. There were tough times. We weren't operating for a good 120 odd days mm. through multiple bands, but we also had the opportunity to decide. We then said, look, we are a part of South Africa. We may be at odds with how things are happening right now, but we're going to show up. Be it sanitizers, we were pivoting our business, face shields. I mean, at one point, we were ready to put up a temporary hospital. We we were in it. Wow. And I, I, if I think of the country today, we need people who are ready to, to be part of that solution. So mm. that's one of the things I took away. Um, I would then say, uh, what? What else stands out from the COVID experience? Um, definitely, definitely partnerships. Yes. Um, they, you know, the, the, the country came together. We were working toward one single objective and that right. was to stay healthy, keep our loved ones safe and how we rallied resources. You know, we were helping governments with ads around getting people to vaccinate. I really loved that Team SA was quite focused. And I think that's something we really need to, to lean into mm. um, a lot more. And um, I think the innovation, we, you know, I, I, I had to, I remember oh, homeschooling was one. Oh, we quickly yes. <laughs> switched to to online everything. But seeing industries going into e-commerce, businesses adapting that was the power of adapt or die. Mm. And those are some of the things. So it was really a, a moment of learning and not wasting a good crisis. Definitely. I, I find this so intriguing and so important because many of these uh, lessons are, are themes that we can also relate to, right? And I'd be so intrigued by your journey and your experience in, in uh, again, how these came about. And I asked this, perhaps focusing on your role, uh, 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 taking care of corporate affairs, where typically perhaps the mandate purpose and function of a of SAB can be misunderstood where people think hold on all you do is produce alcohol yeah. so what good does this contribute to society but you through your role the partnerships that you've served and the team that you lead have actually shown people that it's bigger than that okay. we're actually crafting employment we're actually providing investment opportunities for South Africans and making a difference within the environment as well talk to us about that journey where Essentially, you're helping South Africans and external global stakeholders to fully comprehend and understand that there's a shared value and bigger purpose to organizations than just profit. There certainly is. You know, we often say that beer is natural, it's local, it's inclusive. There's no beer industry or business without communities. We, mm. we, we really thrive and operate with them. And it's important that when they thrive, we thrive. Mm -hmm. And I really do have one of the best jobs at breweries because I allow the organization to look outside, come in and really think carefully. One of the things I'm most passionate about, Gugu, is, for example, is entrepreneurship. Yes. You know, and if you look at the unemployment you see in the country, um, as a mom to three myself, who've got, who's got young children, mm. I want to be part of a South Africa that is better than the one I grew up in for them. Mm -hmm. And we cannot sleep at night. We should be urged to take action when we look when we think of the youth unemployment. There's a platform we have in our SAB Foundation, which is something that is so special. In order for us to be a thriving business, we're going to need people who are economically active. Yes, it is fundamental to how we're going to operate and survive. Um, the foundation has been around for 13 years. It's a teenager now. It's a, it's a, it's one of the results of Zenzelia, by the way. That's amazing. It's the third pillar. Uh, so it's a very special part of our business, but. 
we fund people like you and I yes. from communities like yours and mine yep. who have simple solutions that just make communities work. And every year I go to these awards and I'm like, can't be better than last year. Right. Each year it gives me hope. It gives me hope that companies can actually do good and grow at the same time. Um, there's no way we cannot lead and grow this category without a thriving community. So when you see people playing back to you, the investment you're putting into mm. them, oh, it really makes my job one of the best in the um, business. I say, yeah. I say this to my colleagues all the time. Really? <laughs> and I, I would actually agree with you because we've also had the, the, the wonderful opportunity to, to actually engage with a lot of the entrepreneurs typically yeah. that you've uh, you know hosted and actively groomed uh, yeah. through uh, SAP Foundation. And if you don't know anything about it, where have you been? Yes. We've been uh, speaking, even the likes of Octavius Pukubi, yes, who was a key participant, right? Yes. Um, I, I also uh, see Siko uh, uh, Republic, which Abli Lekwala was also one of the participants. And we've spoken to many, many others who've come through the stream, which means that you also have a front row seat to actually see what it is that we're lacking within the ecosystem to actively encourage, support, and grow sustainable entrepreneurs and SMMEs in the country. Because typically, as we know, any conversation around entrepreneurship, lack of funding, too much red tape, no access to markets, lack of innovative skills, uh, and of course, the necessary support and mentorship to yeah. accompany that. Yeah. Surely, after all these years, SAB Foundation must have the secret source to say, mm-mm. We see where the loopholes are. We've closed and plugged those gaps. And this is how we can actually continue to pay it forward. Your thoughts? We have. Um, Fantastic. If you look at the results of our foundation uh, beneficiaries, I, I'm, I'm humbled. Um, after five years, majority of our businesses are still operating. Um, turnover numbers are okay. And that's because once you join us, you don't leave the family. Mm -hmm. um, we've learned from our entrepreneurs that it's a lonely journey. Mm. Um, you've named all the things that entrepreneurs need to thrive, funding, um, access to markets, etc. But they need someone rooting for them and actively giving them the right advice on the journey. And we stick with our entrepreneurs. We have a very data-led approach that we document everything uh, quite rigorous around oh, that support. Okay. Um, and over and above just the standard things, we really tailor make it to your solution. Google is an individual mm -hmm. and not all entrepreneurs need to be painted with the same brush. You need to make sure that Google succeeds sure. um, and you understand her. We've gone so far as even enabling mental health support because these many people are on their own struggling. True. And who do they go to? They can't tell the families that I'm actually, I'm not sure if I'll be able to to pay the bills this month. So we support them to that extent. Um, so it's lots of years of experience, data, and in it for the long run. Right. Mm -hmm. Very important. And I can imagine that uh, as you've witnessed, you know, these businesses grow and evolve, um, there's, there's ongoing camaraderie and partnership that does take place. But when you, I guess, sit back and review your 2023 uh, within the realm of doing business in South Africa, how would you describe it? Because I would assume it's been a tough year. Uh, and typically, because whenever we speak to many um, um, executives yeah. like yourself, load shedding, significantly impacting operations as well as costs. Uh, of course, staffing and employment in South Africa remains a significant challenge because of the necessary skills that we have. That regulation, among many other issues, uh, certainly compounds just the, the, the difficulty within which we have to execute our, our, our strategies and objectives. But as a leader, when you reflect on the year that was, what comes to mind? A lot can happen in a year, yep. and 2023 has been a year of high highs, high inflation, <laughs> high interest rates, yep. high unemployment. Mm -hmm. And look, that's led to a very tough, I think, uh, economic climate, not only for ourselves, but our consumers. Um, 
the the consumers feeling the pinch mm-hmm. and the consumer basket is definitely under pressure um the alcohol industry as a whole is is down i think around about six percent which is substantial mm-hmm. um but if I reflect on the beer industry, industry we're quite resilient. Uh, we've seen resilient volumes. Uh, mm-hmm. We've continued to invest in innovation. You know, even if times are tough, I think if you're a, a business that has a longer-term outlook, that grit and perseverance for the long run, uh, we've invested in innovations, new products, Castle Double Malt, Brutal Fruit that we're taking to the world from South Africa to the globe, mm-hmm. and we're still driving digital transformation. Um, so there are a number of things we've done to balance the high highs gotcha. uh, so that we, we we do ensure that we've got a sustainable business into the future. 100%. I guess just on that, you know, I guess we also need to be mindful that it's not just, you know, the specific, specific brands that you're actually selling, but the ripple effects that it has, because it speaks to agriculture, it speaks to processing, uh, it speaks to the transport and logistics and movement of these particular uh, goods, uh, refrigeration and the likes, and of course, how then it gets filtered into the retail market. So, your business is a full value chain that sometimes is so complex yes. to understand. Be a value chain supporting 250,000 livelihoods. Google, if the number is correct, one in 66 jobs comes from our industry. That's wow. massive. Um, look, it is because of our employment rate being low. We'd love for that to be one in 10 and on par with global standards. But we touch every part of it from seed to sip marketing, lawyers, mm. I mean, name it, the township economy, the agri-economy, um, innovation. It's, 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 a, it's a broad-reaching industry. Very broad. If you've just joined us, it's 20 minutes after 7 o'clock. You're listening to Kaya Biz and we're having a phenomenal conversation with someone who, as you've heard, takes care of a very wide portfolio of work <laughs> at SAB. Vice President for of Corporate Affairs at SAB, Zoleka Lisa, joins us in studio following a conversation on Pivot Point here where we are looking to uh, understand her role and function and most importantly, the role and function of her business uh, being SAB and uh, the far-reaching ripple effects and multiply effects it does have in South Africa's economy. As you've heard, Agile leadership, uh, solution-driven and partnerships uh, are key lessons that she's learned within her career, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, And of course, making sure that we fully understand the contribution of breweries as a business, not only to employment, but also to the tax base as South Africans. So like I do want to personalize the conversation now slightly, right? Because... Whilst we love and admire your work, we also want to get to know you as a person. Okay. Uh, and as you've uh, mentioned very briefly, you are a mother of three boys. If three, I'm not, three no, children. I've three children. Yeah, got uh, you. Teenage twins. Stunning. And a 10-year-old son. Oh, that's beautiful. My life is a little bit busy. I can imagine. <laughs> and perhaps, again, this is, I always start off with this disclaimer that I hate typically asking this question to female leaders because it's always positioned to female leaders. Though we... You know, challenge our male counterparts as well. Precisely. (laughs) How do you do it? Because it is a reality that we often see when it comes to a lot of research institutions and organizations that uh, advocate for gender parity, right? And more women to be economically active. Is that at some point in your life, there might be personal ambitions that you have, including parenting, marriage, family responsibilities that do uh, have a negative impact on your career. However, you have it all maybe not all at the same time <laughs> but talk to us about uh leadership and of just just striving for a level of success in your own personal life and how you've done it how i've done it is first and foremost i come from a family that uh, reveres education and excellence yeah. um i at every opportunity look i'm a nerd um being in books 
staying late is just in my DNA mm-hmm. and working hard. Um, a lot of people say to me, so like, uh, what advice do you have for me as, as I navigate my career? How did you get where you got? I study harder than some people. Yeah. I work harder because I feel I deserve that for myself because mm-hmm. I want certain things for my family, for these busy children that I have. <laughs> um, the other thing is I've got an awesome, awesome support system. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a family who builds and loves me and helps me uh, be who I am. And I think that keeps me very, very grounded. And then I tend to ensure that I always have a team that far outpaces me. I believe in a philosophy of higher, better than yourself. Because if I do that, it means that I'm forcing myself to get out of certain rooms because that room is sorting itself out. So, Zuleka, you need to move and make room for others. So, when I make hiring decisions in my own career journey, I've hired people that I think are stronger than myself in specific areas so Mm -hmm. that I'm kept on my toes. Um, I've never seen it as um, a threat, a a challenge to myself. It's an opportunity for me to learn something else. So a big part of how I grow is growing teams and others so that I can move into other places as they grow. Mm, 100%. Education is certainly something you don't play with. Uh, London School of Economics with (laughs) as well. So definitely accolades that we uh, acknowledge and and celebrate. And uh, perhaps I do want to keep with the theme of, you know, hiring and the team that you surround yourself with. How would you believe they describe your leadership style? Zoe is structured, very structured. Uh, She's approachable. Mm -hmm. She loves to win, Mm -hmm. win as a team. Zoe can be a little bit demanding because she always wants (laughs) the extra mile, even if it's not necessary. Perfectionist much? (laughs) I'm I'm a huge perfectionist. Understood. Um, And Zoe's fun. Yeah. Um, I can come to work in my all-stars if I feel like, I'm in heels if I feel like, red lipstick or not, blue hair. It's, it, right? I, I come, come as you are, show up as your natural self mm. so that you can bring your full self and your full talents and make everyone else do the same. 100%. And I find that really intriguing because when we think of corporate South Africa, we think, ooh, gray suits and ties. Yep. <laughs> and that's important because I'm assuming the culture of the organization also plays a role in terms of productivity and how individuals actually show up. Correct. Uh, your views, because you started off as a consultant where, you know, it was... I was in the suits. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So your, your, your observations of, you know, the evolution of cultures in the workplace and how it does speak to productivity? Culture is everything. You know, when we think of our business at SAB, we're, we're in the consultant consumer good space. We mm. need to meet our consumers where they are, our communities where they are. So if I'm going to visit a tavern and going to trade, I can't look yeah. all sorts. I must be able to engage with our taverners. But if I need to go and meet with the president, mm. I also need to adapt. So and we're that's the very scope of your work. Agile, agile business. We had our global board <laughs> visiting and everyone looked at me and said, you will went with blue hair <laughs> to represent the global organization. I was like, yes, what was I meant to do? Right, <laughs> exactly. And I find that so, so amazing because, again, as I've highlighted, sometimes we forget that people are people. People are people. People are people and we need to allow people to thrive and to flourish uh, within their workspaces. So before we wrap up, yes, your definition of success? Firstly, happiness. Love what you do. Mm. Do what you love. Results. It's important to add value. Uh, be relevant and leave 
a legacy and drive change. The world needs leaders who are going to say something, do something, be something for someone. In 40 years' time, you might be sitting on a number of international boards and <laughs> reflecting on your time at SAB. And what would you say your legacy is or what legacy you'd like to leave behind? I would like to make sure that Salaga has really helped young black youth and females to have access to opportunities and realize their potential. A lot of people have betted on myself. Mm. I'm here because people recognize the potential and helped me. And I'd like to pay that forward, but on a large scale. Beautiful. So, Leka, such a pleasure engaging with you. I have uh, loved admiring your journey from afar, interacting with you on stage, off stage, in studio, <laughs> behind the studio, <laughs> hey, in briefings. It's been amazing. And thank you so much for the, the role and function that you, 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 uh, you know, drive at SAB uh, in making sure that there's a, a level of camaraderie and partnership, really, that is necessary to make sure that not only the business thrives, but the economy thrives. And most importantly, it's people thrive. So with that, we wish you the greatest success. And thank you so much for coming into studio and being so much fun. Blue <laughs> thank hair, you. red lips, we love it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> thank you so Changing much. In the Google. face of executive leadership. Thank you so much. That's uh, Zoleka Lisa who joins us as the Vice President of Corporate Affairs at SAB. And if you missed it live, 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 catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.